Hello, and welcome to Gravel Knits Shortcuts, a quick supplementary episode for your ears. Today is Monday, November 8th, 2021. Thanks for listening. I'm Kelsey, and my pronouns are she, her, and hers. And I'm Caitlin, and my pronouns are she, her, and hers. How are you, Kelsey? I'm okay. I'm drinking... (laughs) I'm drinking a hot toddy tonight in, ho- in hopes of getting rid of some of the sniffles that you're probably going to hear. <laughs> no sniffles. But we'll see. Hopefully it's not too bad. Maybe my voice is a little bit lower tonight. <laughs> Just your sexy voice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> How are you tonight? Pretty good. Today was pretty crazy at work. It was good, though. I mean, it's good to have things to do, I guess. <laughs> it's definitely good to have things to do. I was actually pretty busy today myself. Got a lot done and felt... So oh, good. good. Yeah. That's nice. It is nice. I've got... I'm kind of slammed in the middle of a project right now, and so it actually feels good to be making progress on it. Mm. Although we're at the time of year where I'll be doing a bunch of annual reports, which are always a good time. <laughs> if you can like tell. my life every day exactly <laughs> reports and spreadsheets and reports and spreadsheets fortunately i don't have that many spreadsheets to deal with That's just good. reports yep so yeah I'm sure what else is going on with me i don't know the weather was really nice this weekend but i was kind of inside which we could talk about that later um oh that's right i did get to enjoy the weather this weekend yeah it's it's kind of funny so we're recording we recorded yesterday to make up for recording not quite working on wednesday like it partially worked and so now it's like what else do we update on because we still have the last two weeks to talk about right but it's like where do we leave off okay so that's a good you you make a good point there so (laughs) this episode is going to be a little bit of a catch-up it is last we tried recording a couple times last week and each time we lost some part of what we recorded somehow (laughs) so tonight we are covering a little bit of our in real life and a little bit of a topic too yeah but hopefully we don't cross over too much. Otherwise, you'll just have to hear about the same thing that we did a couple of times. It's okay. It is, because there's fun things to talk about. Shoot. Oh, no. Oh, no. I missed the decrease at the very start of this row. Oh, how far are you in the row? All the way to the end. <laughs> just do the decrease this time. I'm going to fudge it on the next row. It will be okay. <laughs> as long as I remember it. Kelsey's working on her beautiful stripy sweater that she talked about in the last episode. Yes, I am. And I bet before either of these episodes post, she's going to be done with it. Oh, I promise you. Cruising. <sighs> so if you want a little update on the sweater, I'm now <laughs> on to, I finished the bottom hem. So I finished the ribbing at the bottom of the body. And I am now working on sleeve number one, testing out my new flexi flips, which I'm really liking so far. They're, I'm not sure I'm sold on them yet, but they're definitely better than DPNs. 
I'm not sure if I like Magic Loop better yet or if these will be better. I'm excited to hear. I want to give mine a try. (laughs) You can definitely borrow them sometime if you'd like. Might have to. Um, but I definitely want to give them a full chance and use them on both sleeves. Oh, you took your head. You took your head off. You don't have a bill anymore, (laughs) or a beak. A beak. You don't have a beak anymore. I don't have a beak anymore. <laughs> For those of you that cannot see, <laughs> I am wearing a penguin onesie tonight. <laughs> it's kind of awesome. We bought these last year, so jokingly, I think we called it the penguin and reindeer ride. So last winter we did a fat bike snow ride where a bunch of us dressed up as penguins and some people <laughs> dressed up as reindeer. Aww. And we all went biking together. <laughs> That's so cute. Yeah, it's why it still has a gravel streak on it. It's a little mm-hmm. melty. Um, I've even washed it too, but they're so warm and cozy. They're very much acrylic. Don't put your child in this overnight. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing it's an adult costume, but it just it felt cozy. I don't have a snuggie, but if I did, I'd be wearing it tonight. <laughs> Tell you that much. Well, I hope you feel better. <laughs> well, based off, if we go off of, if it's the same thing that Cole has, uh, give me in three days and I'll be okay. There are worse things, but it still sucks to be sick. No matter how long. It does. It's true. The only nice thing that might come out of it is some knitting with some binge watching of something. I did some binge watching this weekend. I know we need to get to our topic, but I totally binge watched all sorts of things. Um, you did. I did. So I watched two movies, which I watched Bitch with Tom Hanks and this other movie I think called 2049. It's actually 2149. But then I also watched the first season of this TV show called Physical. Okay. And it's kind of dark. Um but it's about a woman with actually an eating disorder. And they they do a nice job of like warning you the second you start the show every episode. Because I'm sure it could be very triggering. But it's really interesting. And it's in the 80s and she gets into aerobics and she's starting to like build like her own business out of it. And it's a big deal. And Oh, wow. It explores, at least in her situation, a lot of the um unevenness between the sexes i guess okay she's like constantly just like you cook breakfast and dinner and don't put your input on to anything and so it's really cool that she's kind of fighting that a bit, a bit i guess that's cool you said it's called physical mm-hmm. what did you watch that on this apple plus apple- I think is what it's called. okay i don't know i don't have it you and your fancy apple tv no uh, that's brian I'm just lucky I can figure out how to use it. <laughs> he he sets all that up. Just why he is a our show's unofficial official IT guru. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I guess there is plenty to talk about and things. Just remembering <laughs> exactly. It's like what all did we do? Because I know. Um, I'll talk about it more in in real life, but okay. biking. There was biking this weekend. It was nice out, and there was biking. <laughs> so nice. Shall we go into our topic? 
Yeah, let's do it. And we're hoping to do our topic more in our main episodes too. So it's something we kind of talked about before we started talking about the episode, but that part kind of got cut out. So more more topics are to come because we've kind of moved a little more to the update side, which we will continue because we love hearing what everyone's working on and we want everyone to know what we're working on, but we will also include topics. Topic again. <laughs> yeah. So my my question is for our topic tonight. Um, is how do you leave your knitting? And what I mean by that is when you set your knitting down, how do you set it down? Do you throw it across the room? Do you have your needle in the next stitch? Do you always end at the beginning of a round or a row? Do you go seven stitches over? All that sorts of stuff. So lots of options. Um, yeah. all, of, all, of, all of the above. All of the above. <laughs> <sighs> hopefully you're not doing the throwing too often i have done it a few times i will admit i have thrown (laughs) knitting across the room um mostly in frustration (laughs) it is a craft of patience in so many ways (laughs) it is um yeah so kelsey what if if you are not throwing it against the wall or across the room say i walk up to you and surprise you and ask you to do something so you have to get up and do it how likely how are you going to leave it i try to at least not be in the middle of a stitch every once in a while i'll find that i do put it and leave it just in the middle just because it's like oh hey i think i'm just going to set it down on the ground for a second well not the ground but (laughs) possibly the ground but typically in the project bag or something or some sort of surface right and so i try not to leave it in the middle of a stitch I, one of our, uh, as it's been pointed out before, I do tend to leave my stitches close to the end of the needles, which for some people, that is a big, big hazard that's going to cause them lots of stress and nightmares. (laughs) (laughs) It is not, that is probably why I have gotten so good at picking up my drop stitches. Yeah, it's a strategy. To set them down that way. It is. To grow your, your knitting, reading, and <laughs> fixing skills. It's exactly. It's it's probably why my knitting fixing skills have gotten better. <laughs> it's at the start of the episode, like right before we officially started recording, I dropped a stitch and because it fell off the end of one of the needles of the flexi flips mm-hmm. and dropped down mm, two rows and a zoop, 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 right back up. Nice. Mm-hmm. I do not zoop that fast, but I, I am able to do it. And sometimes I replace it with a pearl and have to go back and be like, nope, the other way. But I do do it. <laughs> it's much easier doing it in like say a stockinette mm-hmm. or reverse stockinette than it is to do it in some sort of pattern yes but that if you go down that rabbit hole if there's a pattern that i'm working on that has some sort of repeat if at all possible i try to finish the repeat that i'm on okay so if say i'm working on a hat and it's got a number of repeats around it even if I don't make it to the end of the round, I at least try to get to the end of the repeat. That makes sense. I see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Like, especially in shawls, bigger shawls, mm-hmm. if they're a repeat across the whole thing or a bunch of repeats across it, I try to at least just get to the repeat if I can't get to the end. Yeah. So it's a lot easier to pick up. 
Right. So, you know, okay, I'm going to start at the beginning of the, re- uh, the pattern rather than at stitch four. <laughs> and then I guess kind of on that note is if I am knitting in the round, I do try to finish that round, but I'll go like one or two stitches forward after the stitch marker. So yeah. the stitch marker. I do that same thing. So I at least try to go a couple of <clears throat> stitches past the stitch marker or if necessary, I'll end a few stitches before the stitch marker. But right in the idea of not losing that stitch marker off your needle. Yeah. Yeah. I say, I'd say, yeah, perfect scenario. I go a little bit past, but if not, I'll go beforehand. But I feel like, and we kind of talked about this, actually, Kelsey talked about this in the last episode. And I really like the point is that if you go past the stitch marker and then like it sat for a little bit and your tension's a little funky, you can, you can like tink back right and keep that tension a little easier than if you were finishing the round it's always it's a great point in my mind it's always easier to go back a few stitches than it would be to go forward yeah to fix something right like a funky tension thing that's further back Mm -hmm. and then i am sitting right next to my shawl right now and i am on one of the rest rows so like the pearl rows and i really did i pulled it all the way through both my needles that's good that's what you probably do (laughs) but I do have a terrible habit of leaving my needle in the next knit stitch and I think it's fine if I'm going to pick it up soon but I think if it sits it's going to kind of stretch out and kind of mess with my tension so it's probably not the best habit but it's definitely something I do (laughs) right because if it's going to sit and you have it sitting on both needles for a while then it, it does have that possibility of pulling it out a little bit, pulling the gauge a little differently right there. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, that's one of the nice things about blocking is, you know, you get off on one stitch and it can typically be worked out a little bit, even if it requires a little finagling. Mm-hmm. That's true. Not for that reason, but some stitches I picked up in my current sweater are a little funky. And so I started kind of feeding it through to like stretch out my big stitch. And it is working. It's like, I can still see it, but I don't know if everyone will still see it. And you can kind of, right, as you said, you kind of work it out a little bit. If you need to, you can always take like a needle tip and kind of pull some through to the others. I would say you do it on both sides. Mm -hmm. And I did do it on both sides. And it is like the armpit. So it's the bottom of the armpit. So when I sew in the ends, I'll probably go back through it. Well, and um, I do I do notice, especially like at the bottom of my armpits, that if you're picking up a stitch, especially, mine tend to be a little bit looser. Mm-hmm. And that can kind of be um, tightened up a little bit as you're seaming, especially mm-hmm. if it was like right at the very beginning. Yep, it is. <laughs> and it's under the arm. Oh, no one's going to really notice that one yeah. too much. And I think, no, it's another tangent, but I think so much of what we see other people probably wouldn't even other knitters might not even see it when they're just glancing at the full thing like right. i'm not gonna like you're not gonna show me a sweater and then i'm gonna look at your armpit stitches and be like, hmm. be like what <laughs> <laughs> <did this> wrong. <laughs> not that i dislike feedback but i just don't think i don't, I don't, I don't know i'm worrying a little bit too much about my armpits i think <laughs> <laughs> oh let's see how else do we leave our knitting I kind of do like to leave it in like ribbing. I like to leave it where my next stitch is a knit stitch. I don't know why. Maybe I, do I too. like it better. Um, for me, I always, it's much more natural in my head to begin with a knit stitch. Mm-hmm. And so that way, 
you line up, I feel like there's less chance of accidentally putting in a yarn over, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it does. That makes sense to me. If Because if you're going to start with a pearl and your yarn's in the back and you flip it forward, you, you might not really sure. see. Right. Unless yeah. you're you know truly paying attention, which you probably are. But sometimes I just you know set it down, especially at the office. I'll set it down on the desk and go walk away and I'll come back and be like, oh, this is weird. Why did I set it down like this? <laughs> What's going on here? If you're fancy, they've got things like needle protectors and such. Oh, I meant to grab that. I don't have one of them handy. So they make these cool, there are a bunch of people that make them, but they're um, like needle minders. Typically you'll see them on DPNs where it's like a thin strip of fabric, well, a folded strip of fabric fabric that have <laughs> clips on both ends. Okay. So that you can put your needles in horizontally so that they're parallel okay and then you put the needle minder over the needles and then snap them together so that it's over it and you're not going to lose your needles does that make sense it does make sense yeah so it kind of folds it all it seems like it keeps it real nice and organized that way it does keep it real nice and organized and i like them when i remember to use them (laughs) That's my thing with even just the ones that are like the the rubber tip ones. Mm-hmm. I don't, I just feel like I would just lose them. Right. But I think they, they have to be so wonderful to keep, keep everything together. What I like with the needle minders is like, I don't typically use DPNs, but if I do, then they all kind of stay together. They don't lose one. And while they're primarily used with DPNs, I've been successful with using them with my circular needles okay because you just bring the needles together so that their points are together makes sense and then clip it around those that i was actually looking through some of the pigskin party sponsors to see if anybody had those and i haven't found any i like yet but Hmm. so if you know of any cool needle minders out there let me know and maybe if we find a cool one that could be like the prize on our next make-along oh i like that idea (laughs) So if you have some bit. suggestions out there, point <laughs> us in the right direction. Well, we're buying for ourselves. We'll buy for- exactly. Let's do that. <laughs> um, let's see what else we got. I think we kind of covered it. I had mentioned something about like a certain side facing out. A certain side facing out. What do you like, mean by if you are kind of like inside out or knitting like in the back of your knitting? Is there a certain way you leave it or do you always leave it on? Like if you have a right and a wrong side, are you always finishing on a right side or a wrong side? Which life doesn't always allow for that, but it can sometimes. So if you have the choice. In my ideal world, I finish on a wrong side so that I'd be starting a right side next. Me too. Me too. My husband is very used to the uh, phrase, let me finish the row. Mm Mm-hmm. He's gotten very good with it. He's like, okay. But then the problem is we'll like start a new episode and then we're like only a few minutes in and I finish my row. So I start another one. Exactly. <laughs> and then and then he's like, hey, did you finish your row? I'm like, yeah, start another row. <laughs> <laughs> Do another one. <laughs> another row. But it's fun. <laughs> well, I think we kind of covered our thoughts and a little more than what we even had 
originally, but if, if anyone has any feedback or thoughts, we'd love to throw it in our next episode as kind of a continuation. Definitely. And especially if you know where to find some needle miners, let us know. <laughs> All right. So let's go ahead and what's happening in real life, Caitlin? Oh, man. You want me to go first? Yes, oh I do. Gracious. Oh, guys, I had a big weekend. I think it was a big weekend. It was a big weekend. I think, as, as we've mentioned a few times, it's November and it was gorgeous. Like, sweater or less weather. Like, 68 I, uh, highs. I was we recorded outside. Shorts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, kind of depending on your warmness preferences. But it was gorgeous outside. But my husband was in, he was at Drill. So it was just me and Riker. And I was like, let's just do this potty training thing. <laughs> Yay! So we stayed in all weekend. And I just stayed in the same room as him the whole time. And we worked on potty training. <laughs> and I tell you what, you turn around for a second and you miss it. <laughs> it is hard, guys. So not I think everyone has a lot of parenting advice out there so I'm not gonna like give advice except like stick with it because both days the first few hours were really hard but it's oh. it's worth it so you want to give a little background on like what how you went about it sure so I didn't follow a, like any one specific method but a lot of books are out there like potty train in three days and so I followed that kind of idea. So the first day they go pantsless. So you can see right away if anything's happening and then you run them to the toilet. If they miss, you'd be like, Hey, this goes in the potty, but it, it makes it easier, easier to kind of see. And then I just kept asking if he needed to go and made sure he'd at least respond to me. Yes or no. And then especially at the beginning of the day on both days, I more frequently, we would go to the potty even if we didn't. He didn't say yes and be like, you sure? Okay. And then day two, you get to wear pants. And some say just pants. Others say underwear and pants. Uh, we did underwear and pants. But that's, I don't know, there's all sorts of thoughts and preferences out there. It was really rough in the morning. And then suddenly we were like, good in the afternoon. Goodish. <laughs> Goodish. I mean, he's still learning and he's breaking a habit that he's been used to for two years. So... That's a, that's a pretty deal. big ask. Yeah. That's a big milestone. And then uh, daycare today, he did have some accidents, but he also did have some successes. And then when we came home, we were pretty successful too. So that was exciting. We, we pooped mostly in the toilet. Like he tried. <laughs> he was on it. He didn't like start pooping before the toilet. Go with that. Well, that's good. But it was just a messy poop. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That's TMI. Maybe I'll take that out, but good good for him so that's that's a big deal to learn something in three days like that i think it is um, i would i would think that would be hard and like spending your whole life just not really just not a thing like yes you might be like feeling the urge that you're going or whatever but then to suddenly have to do something about it and listen for it and like not be distracted totally oh, it's hard <laughs> <laughs> i did hear a podcast that i kind of like Today, so it was kind of after the fact, but the podcast is called Katie's Crib, and the episode is Oh Crap Potty Training with Jamie Glowowski. And she was funny. Just note that this was a little explicit. 
I mean, from the title kind of seems I like mean, she would be. I mean, how could you, right? Yeah, and I appreciated that because it fit. It was good. But if, if anyone is listening and on that road, I liked it. And I did run to pass some podcasts that weren't weren't as fun and positive as that one. So that's my double two cents, I guess. One, stick with it. <laughs> two, here's a, here's a cool episode of, of about potty training. I'm going to let you be the expert on potty training kids. Oh, please. No, (laughs) at least more so than me. (laughs) Yeah. So it's next step in our journey and I think it's going okay. Well, that's really good. (laughs) I don't know. What a weekend though. Like you really, you cannot, like I ordered DoorDash just because I didn't even think I could microwave something. Oh, wow. Like every time, every time I go to the, the bathroom or not the bathroom, the, the kitchen to like wash something or fill up his water cup, I'd miss it. Man. <laughs> but it's also okay. Accidents happen too. Accidents do happen. Speaking of accidents, that's a good segue into my weekend. I did. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> good accidents uh, i mean as good as accidents can get i guess okay we talked about it being gorgeous right yes well we can so, keep talking about that yeah well, well we're coming back to it it was so gorgeous i went out mountain biking with some friends and of course the very first like tree um obstacle which okay. was a little log obstacle i went down on <laughs> Oh, shoot. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty typical for me to fall somewhere on a ride, right? At least mountain biking is concerned. It just means you're challenging yourself, though. Although on the race, I didn't fall at all. So that was good. Yes. No, I just, I need to learn how to use my momentum to go over some of these things. And I had way too much air pressure in my tires. Okay. It was silly. So the more air pressure you have in your tire, the more you're going to bounce around and the less, um, so the squishier your tires are, like, especially on a fat bike or a mountain bike, the more give there's going to be, the easier it's going to be to roll over things like ruts and roots and rocks in the ground. Okay. And so... When you have more air pressure, it makes it harder and you're going to feel every single bounce. Makes sense. I had a combination of too much air pressure and not enough momentum that I just didn't have enough to get over it. And it was one of those slow motion. Ah! <laughs> Unfortunately. Well, at least it was less of a rough fall then because it was slow. <laughs> no. Sometimes. Uh, actually, this one was not a bad fall at all. Okay. I'm kind of exaggerating this one a little bit. It's like, okay, then we can go from one to the other. But in the overall, in the grand scheme, it was a phenomenal day to be out riding. The trails were busy. The busiest I think I've ever seen them. Mind you, I don't go out in the middle of the summer a lot. I tend to stay to the on the gravel during the middle of the summer. Mm-hmm. But it was great to see so many people enjoying the wonderful weather that we're having. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And uh, did you guys stop at all? We did. We had lovey bevies. (laughs) (laughs) 
we didn't go anywhere, but um, my friend Daryl tends to pack heavy on the beverages on his bike. And oh, brought that's enough. nice of him. Yeah, and so he brought enough for everybody. And the mountain bike trail that we were on is right next to a levee by the river. And the wind had started to pick up by the time we were done riding. And so as we, if we sat on the north side of the levee, the wind was out of our way and the sun was on us. And so it was perfect to just hang out and chill and have a beer by the side of the trail. Oh, cool. Yeah, it was great. And so hopefully last winter they did a lot of fat bike riding. Um, Hopefully this winter I'll do more with them. Cool. Yeah, I'm excited. That's awesome. I just got into winter riding bibs too. I'm so excited for them. I just got into wearing bib shorts in fall of last year. Okay. And I love them. I almost solely ride in bib shorts now. And I was like, okay, I need a pair of winter bibs. So they're like shorts that almost have like suspenders on them, right? They are shorts with suspenders on them. Mm -hmm. But they're all kind of one piece. Yep, exactly. Cool. Yeah. And they so that your waistband doesn't like cut in as much. So your waistband tends to come up above your waist. And then you've got straps, whether they've there are lots of different styles. My favorite ones allow you to go to the bathroom without completely getting undressed. Mm -hmm. Some of them you have to undo your jersey, undo your bibs, then you can go to the bathroom. But these have like an easy access, like pull down, which is awesome. Yeah, that matters. Especially That's... in the winter months when you've got like eight layers on or something. And you don't want to take off your layers and be cold. Exactly. <laughs> guys have it so easy that way. Right. There are so, those guys. I know it. <laughs> so that's my big exciting news it is exciting and i'm glad that the day was good even though you did fall which is okay it happens it just i it gave me an opportunity to like really tell my friends and for them to really acknowledge the fact that that's a skill that i need to work on <laughs> going over some of those logs they do have like it's not a straight up like full rounded log they have some cutouts and stuff that kind of make it like a little bit of a stair step kind of thing. Okay. And they've been written over quite a bit that they're rounded down pretty smooth. But Does that make it easier when they're smoother? I think so. Okay. It gives you a little less jaggedness to work with. Cool. That makes sense to me. I, I just wasn't sure. I did, I did write down a different obstacle that was set up on a, um, I think it's a four by four. That is set up at one spot where you can ride down it on the part of a hill. Yeah, it's a very gradual hill. Like so maybe you're balancing on it like a balance beam. Yes, exactly. And I made it most of the way down. I made it farther than I ever have. So that was fun. Nice job. Yeah. Cool. I'm looking forward to doing a lot more of that. So you're, so you're ready for the next BMX competition? I don't know about BMX, but mountain biking. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to get into the BMX side of things for sure. It's so crazy how many different ways you can enjoy a bike. I will say there was a guy on a BMX bike out on the mountain bike trails. More power to him. 
Hmm. There was guys on um, electric scooters without helmets. In like, the um, mountain? In the mountain um, biking trails, yeah. Interesting. Big caveat is that these are like the flattest mountain bike trails around, but still. Oh, interesting. Yeah. It's like, okay, good luck with that. And apparently they did fine. Okay. Yeah. I don't know how they did it. <laughs> In those trails, so I can see it from we bike by it when we have the burly, there is a mailbox. Yes. What is the mailbox? So that is the start of the trail. Okay. I'm not entirely sure what is in the mailbox, if anything. <laughs> but it's just the signal, the name of it, and where it starts and so forth. Interesting. I've always wondered, like, maybe they, like, put notes in there of their trail experiences or something. <laughs> I don't know. That would be cool. I'll have to check sometime. Maybe there's, there's maps in it or something. I don't know. You know, I think there might have been at some point. Denman's mailbox. <laughs> I see it and I think about it and I'm like I'm gonna ask Kelsey and then I always forget to ask like why is there a mailbox down there and at least from the ways I've entered it it's not like at the entrance for where I've gone into it but I know there's multiple ways to get to the trails the mountain biking trails the one time that we went with you we went in that direction but the mailbox I feel like is a little further down isn't it it is but we rode past it that's where it's probably trying to not hit trees so where the mailbox is now is where there used to be another entrance okay and that entrance is no longer open gotcha so it makes sense that at one point in time that it might have had trail maps or something i'm knitting on my shawl guys yay the pretty one i stuffed all the diapers so now i can i don't i didn't mention this being the episode but even though we aren't using diapers Except for at night, I feel like all the ones that are clean needed to be set up again. So I did that. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how clean it could be helpful. If we sell them, then they're all ready to go for the next person. But right. I imagine they would still want to wash them for themselves. Right. But I don't know. Well, and you never know when you're going to need diapers. So That's true. You may need them again in the future. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So on my well, do we we have more to talk about with the trails? I'd love to hear more about. Um, okay. I don't think I have a whole lot more. We did eight miles of riding, which, or at least I did eight miles of riding. Apparently, there's one section you're not supposed to ride anymore because it's technically not on their property. No. Oh. Yeah, didn't know that. Hmm. But I'll take note for the future. Good to know. But yeah, it was fun. Rode about eight miles. It was fairly flat. I definitely set some PRs. Good. <laughs> like significantly, because I hadn't been out there since May and my handling has definitely improved since then. That's way cool. Which means we haven't been out there since May. <laughs> That's true. Should fix that. I, I mean, I guess at least before there's ice and snow, I can bike and my mountain bike mm-hmm. and i just Heck. need to figure out some layer situations because most of my warm clothes don't allow for a lot of flexibility and there still is a little flexibility needed in pedaling <laughs> right definitely not that i need to do the splits but i need to be able to move my legs 
Although the new boobs I got would probably allow me to do the splits down to zero degrees. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, it could come in handy. Oh, totally. There's a good chance that, you know, if I do fall on the ice or something, I might end up doing the splits. You never know. (laughs) I think that's, yeah, I think that's all I've got on the trails this week. Good. Good biking week. Sure was. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm getting to knit on my shawl now, which makes me really happy. And I have one more lace row to do another rest row and then it's bind off time. Wow. So you're almost done. Yeah. So exciting. Which I have been working on it for a while, but still, it still doesn't feel like it's been too long. Especially for something that like these later rows, I don't really start a row unless I know I can finish it on the lace sides. I think now that I've done this project, I could probably deal with that better mm-hmm. now that I've I've had to read my knitting a little more and I can see really what lace looks like and then it'll come know. with practice yeah yeah it's been a great opportunity and it does look I think it looks pretty fun so yeah figured I'd throw in a little update on that I think I I did on the last episode but I didn't say that I was as close as I am I'm not sure how long the I-cord bind-up will take me, but we'll see. I mean, you've got like 600 stitches or something. Yeah. I Well, it's not quite that much. I think you said it was like four something. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, a smaller shawl, but still probably the most I've had in a row. I don't think my sweater was that many. No, around 200 less or so. than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is probably, there we go, a, a knitting PR for me. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> um, how is your muscle burrow going? So you you kind of looked at it a little bit today. I did look at it a little bit today. Um, I added about four rows. <laughs> Every bit counts. It does. I think I did 12 rows on my sweater and I did four rows on the muscle bar hat. Although the sweater is now another like several more inches to go. Yeah, you're doing awesome. I have put on one whole stripe since we started. No way. Almost. Wow. Two more rows to go before it's a full stripe. That's the end of the rest row. Yeah. Need to get better at curling, but that's if we end up going to like a weekend long thing where I can classes. I'm going to find one that's just like how to learn to pearl faster or more effectively or something. There's got to be a way. Mm-hmm. And maybe it just comes in time too, but I have pearled half the stitches in this shawl. So there's learning still yet to be done. But I think that's all I've got for tonight. Well, I think that sounds like a good place. Well, uh, we'll talk to you in our next short and in the next Gravel Knits full episode. And knit all the things. <laughs> <laughs> you can find us on Facebook as Gravel Knits. Also on Instagram and Untapped as Gravel Knits. Our website is gravelknits.com. And you can email us at gravelknits at gmail.com. You can find me, Kelsey, on Instagram and Ravelly as Bikes Brews Use and Untapped as Kelsey J. And you can find me, Caitlin, on Ravelry and Instagram as Caitlin and Lloyd. 
Uh, please message us and let us know what you'd like us to talk about. We'd love to hear what you think. And if you do like our podcast, share it with someone. We'd love more people to know about us. Absolutely. Gravel Knits believes everyone deserves to be included and loved, regardless of who you love, beliefs, color, size, your gender, or whatever else makes you you. Please keep in mind that we are human. And while we are trying to educate ourselves, there's always more to learn and any critiques are deep.